Well, good morning, everyone. Great to see you in these slightly different circumstances this morning. And so good to hear those words from St. Paul talking about struggle, talking about present suffering and future hope. And we need that, don't we, at the moment? We're all a little bit um, fearful, maybe. We're all a little bit estranged from normality. We've woken up in a new normal that is very abnormal for every one of us, really. And whether that's that we're isolated, whether we feel more pressure than ever at work, or whether we feel frustrated that we can't be at work or school, there's that reminder that if God is for us, who can be against us? And Paul knew, Paul was a guy who had been through it all. He had lived the life. He had been on the other side, if you like. He had been in a quite a selfish and individualistic world and then had had this conversion experience which made him a different man, made him a new person who, as he says, lived a life that actually where his mind is no longer controlled by self but controlled by the things of peace and life and joy. And uh, boy, do we need that at the moment. We need those reminders that God can still our hearts, can uh, calm us, can calm our storm, and is with us. And Paul says the struggle is real, and it certainly is, but he also says God's presence is real. And he also reminds us that the hope that we have in Christ is very real too. And as Paul sort of says to us, look, you know, your present struggles are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Maybe there's a sense that we think actually we're beginning a little bit to get this, that where things are tough for us at the moment, good things seem to be happening. Though the struggle is real, so too are the the lessons, so too are the golden threads that may be starting to appear for us. Only just today I walked down our road and saw the many rainbows that children and families have put in their windows and there was one that said, this will pass. And I thought, how true that is, how biblical that is, this too will pass. But while we're in the storm, Jesus is with us, God's presence is with us and is very real and the hope that we have in him is very real. We've woken up in a new normal, as I said, that is far from normal. A friend uh, sent me uh, a little quote talking about the fact that the backing track, if this was a film, we're used to these backing tracks that are climactic and loud and uh, effervescent and huge. But actually, the, the kind of backing track to this movie that we find ourselves in, if you like, is birdsong. <laughs> is quiet, is silence. And that's really strange for us. Um, a little Sebi next door, my neighbour, he have, has a condition of autism and he loves the quiet. He is thriving at the moment because of the stillness and the quiet. We had a little cream tea on Sunday, last Sunday, where we were just over the fence, each having our own teas outside at the same time and chatting. These good things coming through struggle And Paul was very clear that in suffering there would be redeeming features to it, that there would be good that comes uh, from the hardships that we're going through. 
And he says, the struggle is real. We have each other, that's for sure. We're in this together. Nobody is alone in this. You might feel physically alone, but we're not alone. God is with us and we're there for each other. This is a global struggle. It's a national struggle. And that individualism that we've lived for for so long is almost having to be abandoned. And we're reaching out to one another, however that is, and saying we come together. I found it really moving last Sunday night to see everyone putting their lights of hope in the window, just lighting a candle as the Archbishop of Canterbury had asked us to do, to say, look, as for us, as our households, as individuals, we hold out for a hope beyond this one, uh, representing Jesus who said that he was the light of the world and that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never truly overcome it, even when it feels quite dark at the moment that his love has conquered death for us and dispels the darkness even now. So the struggle is real. Henri Nouon, who's a French philosopher and talked a lot about isolation and solitude and retreat, and he said in every sense of solitude and retreat there is a struggle but there is also a great encounter. And I think there's something in this passage and in that wisdom for us that even in the struggle of this maybe there will be a deeper encounter not only with one another but with God, with his presence. And we don't know how to pray. I think it's fair to say many of us perhaps have never prayed, but maybe are praying for the first time. But Paul says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but God himself does. He even says that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, praying for us in our struggle, even today. And who better, really, than someone who'd beaten death for us and whose love for us is so great to be for us at this time, to be with us. So the struggle is real and God's presence is real. And alongside that presence is the wisdom of God. There's the wisdom of God. Paul says that he used to live according to the flesh. He used to live, if you like, for self. He used to live individualistically. But he says now he lives a life where his mind is controlled by the spirit. And he says that leads him to life and to peace. And wouldn't that be our prayer? That actually we are stilled today by the life and peace of Jesus Christ, by his spirit, when we don't know where to turn, that there's a calm that just comes upon us when we cry out to him and a knowledge that he's with us in the struggle, that he's with us in the storms, he's, he's in the boat with us, if you like, in the storm. And the final thing that Paul points to is that there is hope beyond this. Many people in our world live persecuted for their faith. They're put in prison, they don't deserve it because they are innocent really of anything other than just saying Jesus is real, but they're put in prison. And one of the kind of common factors across all the different people, including Paul actually, is they find God in a deeper way, in a much more real way. In fact, Paul with his friend Silas in the book of Acts starts singing when everything else is taken away, they start to sing in isolation and praise to God and people are impacted by that their jailer is impacted by that and I loved seeing the Italians just singing across their balconies the other day and I think it happened in Spain as well that sense of connection that sense of a shared song rather than individuals all coming together this week many of us stood in our doorways and applauded for the NHS and that's been happening across Europe um, just thanking God for those who are risking it all going out every day to help us 
And Jesus is the hope of the world. I really believe that. Paul believed that. He knew that Jesus had conquered, beaten death for us. And he says, if God is for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And he says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, either the present or the future, or any other power, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. That his love has pursued us and has found us. And for you today, God's love for you is real. His love for you is real. The hope of heaven is real for you if you accept Jesus. This is, if you like, a very fragile time for all of us. But life was always quite fragile. And maybe we've been reminded of that. Maybe our eyes are more alert to that and more open to that. But life is fragile. But actually, life beyond death is a certainty, Paul says, in Christ, that we have a hope of heaven. Uh, C.S. Lewis uh, famously said that really these are the shadow lands, the first approach of what is to be, and that is place, condition, where there's no more pain, no more virus, no more struggle, no more death, because he's beaten that. And what an amazing encouragement to us as we, some of us are struggling, some of us are isolated, some of us might feel concerned, some of us are missing friends, to know that this too will pass, but there is a greater hope, that there's a greater lesson, if you like, to be learned from this, that life was always fragile, but God was always on our side, God was always loving us so much that he beat death for us and gave Jesus, his son, for us. And Jesus had just amazing advice. Even now, his advice for us in this situation is amazing. For example, he told us, live each day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough cares of its own. Isn't that brilliant advice for now? And he also said, love your neighbour as yourself. Prefer one another. A little bit as Tim shared last week. Love your neighbour as yourself. That's the same as yourself. That actually, when we prefer one another, we do stay home if we've been asked to, to protect the more weak and the more vulnerable amongst us. That that love has taken on a new meaning for us, actually. Love for our neighbour. You know, maybe we feel we know our neighbours. We've got a WhatsApp group now for our neighbours and we're all sort of chatting on that and we put up our Christmas lights again and we're communicating in a way that we never have before. But it's not just our physical neighbours it's that love for each other that extends and I guess our prayer at the end of this might be that our love for each other would grow and our love for God would grow and our confidence in that hope would grow too that we have a hope in Christ that is real and is beyond this one so I wanted to just close by reading some words from Romans 15 that Paul shared as a blessing and seemed very appropriate for us, uh, maybe in need of a blessing as well today. And let's just pray this um, over each other for one another. May the God of all peace fill you with his joy and with his love, that you might overflow in his hope and in his peace. And I really pray that for each of us, that that is true, that we would overflow in hope at this time, knowing that this too will pass and that God is still good, he's still in control and he has already gone ahead of us and beaten death for every single one of us if we accept his love and his grace and his forgiveness. God bless and I hope to see you really soon.